looking to live stronger, longer, and better? Then welcome to Health by Design, hosted by leading healthy living expert and wellness architect, Roar Alexander. After years of traveling and studying around the world, Roar combines his decades of Western health and fitness knowledge with the many time-proven traditions and secrets of the ancient East to bring you only the best in cutting-edge information and special guest interviews that will have you feeling great, losing weight, and finally grabbing a hold of everything you want out of life. So if you're ready to take control of your body, health, and mind, then it's time for Health by Design. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Health by Design. I am, let me just adjust my microphone here. Hold on. There we go. I am Roar Alexander, healthy living expert, wellness architect, and integrative health coach. And you are listening, of course, like I said, to Health by Design. So we are about uh, just a little over one month in to this uh, pandemic and uh, state of emergency here. I think the uh, British Columbia, for those of you that don't know, I'm based out of mostly uh, Vancouver, Canada. And we, our official start date, I guess, of our so-called, you know, lockdown or quarantine was March the 15th. And now we're on April 23rd, April 23rd. So just about five weeks in. And uh, you can see a lot of cracks in the armor. And I kind of had a different uh, a different beginning that I wanted to get into, but saw something in the news today that, and this kind of kind of realized, I guess this is part of it, and just kind of realized what a bunch of fucking pussies we've become. Honestly, we are such a fucking soft pussy culture. North America, you guys suck, okay? Now... Why am I saying this? Well, I saw today that, and this has been happening for a while now, but this is, you know, it's on the, on the news today. And I just feel, I felt like I had to talk about it. That in BC, we see evidenced uh, through the increased demand for services, for anti-violence services, that there has been one service provider alone reported a 300% increase in calls. So... There is a whole ton of domestic violence against women and domestic violence against children on the rise right now in Vancouver and BC here. And the fact is, you guys, you're we're a bunch of fucking pussies. Like, honestly, like you are. If you are beating your wife, your kid, you are a fucking pussy. And I should, I, fuck it, I'd love to walk up to you and kick you in the balls. So why don't you come on the podcast? You know, come on my Facebook, send me a message. I'll come over and kick you in the balls because that's what you need. Because let let's talk about let let's talk about British Columbia. Okay. Number one, we are barely in lockdown. Okay, okay, you dumbasses. I'm going to tell you this. Got a guy out there right now. My one, my wife's friend. Um, we were over in India uh, in October, uh, and you know she did her yoga two hundred, and I did a yoga retreat. And one of the guys that was there, he stayed there, and apparently he stayed there. And and even though you know, if, I guess in theory, you probably should have left when this all started happening. I think I would have left, even if I had plans to stay there longer. I probably would have left. Let's be honest. But, anyways, he stayed there. Now the uh, place that he's at. Uh, and this is in Rishikesh, India. So I'll give you this. Just close your eyes and imagine this room. It's about mm, maybe 12 feet by 12 foot room, 10 by 12 feet. Okay, so very small room, one window, one door leading out to a tiny balcony. Your washroom uh, is basically one of those wet closets. So your toilet and your shower are the same thing. Very old, not nice. We're not talking nice here. We're talking like 
Just your ugly old marble, kind of gross, lukewarm water at best if you're lucky. And he is locked. No, no, no TV. There's no TVs and no radios in this. Um, and there, there's some Wi-Fi that everybody shares. So the Wi-Fi connections are very weak. So he is locked in this room. Basically, what happens is they lock you in the room and they bring you food, breakfast, lunch, and dinner three times a day. And you're allowed out to use the washroom. That is it. Okay. So now that's where he is. So he's stuck in India. And that's his situation, okay? And it's been ongoing now for at least over a month. Now, we here in Vancouver, uh, everything is, for the most part, up. I could order a fucking pizza. I can go get sushi, okay? I go to, every, I go to, my, uh, I go to my Tim Hortons every day and I grab a coffee. I'm still working. Okay? My store is actually really freaking busy, okay? We have our homes, okay? Now, if your home sucks, it's your fucking fault. Maybe you should fix it up. You can listen. I got about a half a dozen podcasts on how to make your home better. And I'm not talking, you don't have to have a rich home, okay? You could turn a 300 square foot condo or an apartment into something nice and uplifting, okay? So, so you got your home here in Canada, in Vancouver, one of the most beautiful cities on the fucking planet. Um, you have internet, 100 what KBS a second, whatever the hell it is, compared to when I was over in Asia, it was like 30, 20. You have Netflix, um, what's it called? Um, you know, the Canadian uh, Crave network, similar to, I guess, you know, similar things in the States, uh, giving you a free month. So I'm watching the Big Bang Theory. Okay. We have all that. Like I said, we can go to the grocery store. Oh, I got to stand in line at the grocery store. You got to stand in a fucking line for 10 minutes. Whoa, 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 whoa. I had to go to the grocery store the other day. I stand in line. I think it took all the six minutes through that line. Whoa, I got to beat my wife because of that. We, in every fucking way, physically, emotionally, mentally, have become such a bunch of fucking pussies. It is disgusting. So the fact is, if you're here in British Columbia and you're beating your wife, you're beating your kid, you're being a fucking douchebag, or if you're a woman doing the same thing, you're a fucking moron, okay? And you deserve to be beaten down very, very hard. Reach out to me. I'm more than happy to come over and kick you in the face. So just want to get that out there, public service announcements. Now let's get on to something more positive. So today, uh, I want to talk about the, my top tips to get more fit and healthy when you're stuck in home. Um, the fact is, you know, this is a great time to get in better shape because it's, I think, you know, and I've probably made this message go to death and I hope that maybe you'll start opening your ears and listening that you do not need the gym to get in shape. The gym serves a purpose, but it's not the main purpose. There are the blue zones that are, they don't have gyms and they live healthier. They live longer. They live stronger. They live better. Okay, so you don't need all the gym. So if your excuse is you're getting out of shape because you don't have the gym, that is the biggest bunch of BS I've ever heard. Um, I go to the f grocery stores, you know, and it's people buying cocoa puffs, pop tarts. It's crap. It's chips. The vegetables are completely out. So wh what what part of this? Get open my windows. A little warm in here today. What part of this? I won't keep it open for long because you can hear this. You can almost hear the noise right away as soon as I do that. But what part of eating well for your immunity doesn't seem to be registering here? Okay? Immunity, depression, low energy, it's all connected, a huge part of it to nutrition. So think about that. 
Um, get those proper supplements and don't just listen to Dr. Frickin' Oz. Okay, don't listen to, I shouldn't say, don't just, don't listen to Dr. Oz. Go and listen to some intelligent people. Go listen to Found My Fitness with Dr. Rhonda Patrick. Go listen to some really good functional medicine podcasts. Okay, start listening to those guys. And they'll tell you, I'm not going to suggest you what to do. Um, well, okay, I'll tell you what I do. I do vitamin D, I do vitamin C, uh, and I do some melatonin, which I will get into uh, a little bit when I get to there. But, you know, overall, it's a lot of people buying the wrong stuff. It was funny, actually. Dr. Um, Dr. Gundry, who wrote, um, I forget which book, but he's the one that wrote the book. You know, he's all anti-beans and all that sort of stuff. And he said that, you know, and I, I'm very pessimistic when it comes to this sort of stuff. He said, I hope that after this, people realize they should start eating for their gut and eating for immunity. And I laughed. I said, have you been to the grocery stores? Um, you, you could hope and wish that, buddy, but it ain't happening. So if you're listening to this podcast, you're, just understand this. This is what you need to understand. You are probably in that 5%, maybe 3% of people who actually listen to you know podcasts and listen to health and nutrition podcasts on top of that. You know, the average, if I always, you know, I hear these people talking about how people are eating better and we're healthier than ever today, you know, like Whole Foods and things like that popping. I was like, you know what? Go to the regular grocery store and look in people's carts. You can see the message is very much not getting out there. It's, we get as health professionals and fitness professionals, we get in these little bubbles where we look around and we surround ourselves with people who are eating well. We surround ourselves with people who go to the gym three to five days a week and we start to believe that's the norm. But it in no way is the norm. And whoever can figure out a way to reach the masses is going to make so much effing money. But it is so hard to reach the masses. That's why you make a post on YouTube or Instagram and you get in huge fights about some deadlift technique. People going back and forth. Get 99% of the population is not even doing a deadlift. And the 1% who are doing deadlifts are fighting about it. So that's why I don't care for getting involved in all those conversations. Because it's like, you know what? I don't care how you're doing your deadlift. Because at least you're deadlifting. So anyway, saying that, uh, you know, the first topic I want to talk about is nutrition. Because it's really important to understand nutrition. Now, I do have to work today. Uh, it's 1023, and I have to leave here in one hour exactly. And I want to make sure I get through this podcast with time left over to make sure it's safe. So try to finish this off in half an hour. So I'm going to fly through things. I'm just going to try to touch on the top things um, to make sure that you are, A, not gaining weight at home, but maybe you even come out feeling better and realizing, you know, you don't need to be so addicted to the gym. So number one, nutrition 101. And you need to comprehend this right now. It's calories in, calories out, okay? Now, yes, there are some, uh, you know, there's, there, there, you can get some deeper areas, but for the most part, we want to make sure that the calories that we're eating either keep us where we are or are being, or, you know, are helping us lose weight by having it out. So you have calories in. That comes from the food you eat. That one's easy. That is anything you eat or drink, things that enter your mouth and go into your stomach, is calories in. So boom. Then we have calories out. So calories out. Now that's a lot trickier, right? Because the first one was just things you put in your mouth. Now calories out. First thing you have is your basal metabolic rate. That is the calories you burn just from being alive. Breathing, heartbeat, brain takes a huge amount of those calories. So that's your basal metabolic rate. Then from there, so you have to know, you have to kind of know that number. Okay. So you got to know that number. Then you have your NEAT, which is your non-exercise activity thermogenesis. 
that is the calories you burn from, you know, just walking, uh, and twiddling your thumbs, uh, just anything, gardening, vacuuming, walking to the bus stop, get, you know, walking to your car, anything that is not exercise. And for me, exercise, and we'll get to that, I guess, but you know, um, that anything that's not exercise, just part of daily living once you are not in a lying position anymore. So that, that can take up a significant amount of calories. That's what people don't get. They think it doesn't really matter. But you know you can burn up to an extra 100 calories an hour through non-exercise activity thermogenesis and even fidgeting. Just people that fidget, you know, people that kick their legs, twiddle their thumbs, whatever. I have a couple of friends that hate going to movies with me because I'm a bit of a fidgeter all the time. That can burn an extra 350 calories in a day. That means in 10 days, just through fidgeting, that is the equivalent of one pound of fat calories. So neat is stupid important. And this is where the blue zones get it. They basically get most of their calorie expenditure between basal metabolic rate and neat. Okay? That's all those guys need. Then from there, we jump into exercise expenditure. That is the energy that is expended through focused exercise, your sprints, your cardio, your hit, your cross, your weight training, whatever. And that actually tends to be a much smaller portion than people think. People put so much emphasis on the exercise expenditure, no emphasis on the neat. It's actually the opposite way around. From there, we have the thermogenic effect of food. Some foods require more calories just to use the food. So for instance, protein. Protein is harder for your body to break down. Your body has to use calories to burn and use those calories. So keeping your protein high is going to be, let's just say, let's make it like this. Let's say, how do I make this really easy? Let's say you're eating 500 calories a day uh, of protein, 500 calories a day from carbs. It might take your body 100 calories. I'm just making up numbers, by the way. I have no idea. 100 calories to burn those carbohydrates. Maybe not even that. Let's say, 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 say it takes 100 well, for that protein, it might take 200. So your body had to work twice as hard to break down that protein. So that is the thermogenic effect of food. Of course, you have foods that can also speed up um, the, the thermogenic effects a bit, like hot spices, ginger, turmeric, uh, cinnamon, chilies, green tea, and caffeine. But the number one one would be protein. So if I'm going to define somebody a meal plan, you know, it's not going to be, you know, carbohydrates and a lot of fats, but I'm going to say, hey, let's make sure we get our ginger and our turmeric and our chilies in there and have a cup of green tea. No, it's going to be focused mostly on protein. And those other ones are going to be tossed in there as kind of the cherries on top. So that's really important, right? You have to understand what your calories equal to this four things by using calorie calculators. I won't get into all that right now. That's what the coaching's for, right? But you, those are the things. Write these things down. Got to figure out your basal metabolic rate. Your NEAT, non-exercise activity thermogenesis, figure out how many steps you take roughly in a day is kind of the easiest one to do. Then you got your energy expenditure and then the thermogenic effect of food. So the easiest way that you can start to do, you know, get your calories under control is by measuring. Okay, food scale, measuring cups, reading labels, and then not adding a bunch of silly crap like oils and silly calories. Don't put oil in your coffee. It's stupid. Don't put a bunch of stupid crap on top of your salads, you know? A little bit of vinegar, maybe a little dash of olive oil, something like that. Maybe, a, you know, a tablespoon of dressing if you want to, that's fine. But don't start just covering your food or filling your food with different stuff. The more complex you make your food, the more difficult it becomes keeping track, right? 
Like, you know, my wife makes these delicious Thai meals and I eat them. Don't get me wrong. I do. But I'm like, God, if I had to count these calories, it'd be really hard <laughs> because she uses so many different ingredients and sauces and coconut oils and coconut milks. I'm like, wow. Versus just like, you know, some vegetables, some rice, a little chicken breast or a piece of steak. Keep it as simple as you can for an hour. You know, that's not to say you can't have your know, flavor. You, of course, get, go crazy with the spices, right? Um, listen to my podcast on uh, the book Spices uh, by Dr. Stuart Fairmont. I'm looking at it right now. Um, you know, so, but yeah, and have a little bit of sauce. Put a little tablespoon of barbecue sauces and stuff on it. Have some fun. Go down the international food aisles and start looking for some stuff. I got this, um, I got the turmeric paste the other day. I'm looking forward to trying putting that on a chicken breast or something. But that's your nutrition, right? Drink water. Do not get your calories from liquid beverages. Just drink water. Drink tea. So, you know, understanding where your calories going in versus all the different ways the calories go out is the most important thing when it comes to nutrition. Number two, uh, exercise and mindful movement. Uh, you are moving less. I could promise you that you are moving less because even though you're not going to work, so your your let's see, your exercise expenditure is by far lower to maybe zero. I don't know where you are, but most of you that I've talked to seem to be at zero. And you're neat. You're not exercise activity thermogenesis. You're not getting up in the morning as much. You're not getting showered. You're not taking those steps to work. You're not getting on the bus. You're not doing this and that. You're staying home. So your calories have probably gone down by 30 or more percent. So you have to understand that. Like, back to nutrition, the, you know, you're moving less, so you have to eat less. Now, when you are exercising, Okay, I want you to focus on muscle building exercises, not these stupid Instagram and Facebook nonstop burpee workouts and silly circuits and dancing around in your PJs in the living room. It's retarded. Okay, so it's stupid. I want you to go and I want you to watch my post, uh, my series on Instagram TV and on YouTube called Let's Beat This Better Home Workouts, where I talk about how to make your workouts better okay use exercise science make these workouts as good as if you had a trainer or coach with you and it's not that hard focus like i said on muscle building then if you want to focus on cardio then focus on high intensity sprints stairs things like that low uh you know basically what i say, low volume so even today, like I went out for a walk this morning and what I did is I did about five sprints in there where I did quite a bit of a walk, just doing low intensity, steady state. And I added a few high out, all out sprints. If you have stairs in your apartment, go for it, right? Uh, you know, in the, in the halls, you know, you're in a 10 floor apartment, you brought 10 flights of stairs for sure. I promise you they're there. You know, do your muscle building and do your cardio separately. Keep them separate. Okay, I have muscle training workouts. I have cardio training workouts, high intensity cardio training workouts. That is what your training should be on. Then, of course, you got mobility and stuff like that. Um, I think I go into more of that in a few minutes. So, you know, I also like to focus on sprints because they're anaerobic. They help build muscle as well and are great at burning fat. I want you to focus on your non-exercise activity thermogenesis. Okay, um, walking doing some yoga, just sitting less, having less furniture in your house, sit on the floor more during commercial breaks, get up and move a bit. Um, right now at my current job that I'm working at the fitness store, I'm, I probably lift thousands of pounds a day at the end of the day. 
between helping people carry out the dumbbells, the barbells, the plates, moving this, moving that. Tons of stuff, okay? And you know, I just I do have a lazy boy here now that I've, I do use a little more often. Because, um, you know, like I said, it's also part of st- stress release. But, you know, I do, I spend quite a bit of time, like I said, I walk in the morning. Every morning starts off, like I said today, with a 20 to 30 minute walk every day, sometimes an hour. I always try to make sure I have 5,000 steps in by lunchtime. Um, so I will use my Lazy Boy a little bit more often right now. And because of my job, it's just going to come home and just crash out a Lazy Boy. But, you know, we have a carpet outside that we use. We have this carpet we lay down and we have little picnics out in our backyard on the grass, right? So I'm not saying you can't sit again, but I'm saying try to sit less. Um, I'm going to give you an idea of the perfect quarantine workout week that I just gave to one of my home clients, okay? So here it goes. Three days a week. Um, it's going to have an upper push day, a lower body day, and the lower body is going to have a, squunge, a lunge or squat emphasis and an upper pull day. And then when he gets back to lower body, so it goes upper, lower, upper, lower, upper, lower is pretty much how it goes. And goes upper push day, like I said, lower body squats, upper pull day, lower body hinge. So, you know, that's the way it works. It's only three days a week. So, so let's say he does a chest and shoulder pushing exercise program, or even if you want to simplify it, just an upper body Monday, lower body squat emphasis on Wednesday, upper body pulling on Friday, back to the Monday, he's back on lower body, but hinging. Um, Throw in some alternative special exercises in there. If you have the area, try pushing your car, you know, have the wife, the girlfriend, whatever, the kid jump in the car and put in neutral and just try pushing the car. Do some strongman style exercises, some loaded carries. The other day, what I did is I just carried 45 plates around my block. I was like halfway through. I'm like, this was not a good idea. But, you know, I did it. I actually kind of enjoyed it. Um, but you believe me, halfway through, you will think it's not a good idea. But when you get back, you'll be quite happy. Sandbags. And they don't have to go buy a sandbag. Get yourself a bag of cat litter. You know, just a bag, a 20-kilogram bag of cat litter, you know. Um, you put, a, 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 so put some heavy stuff in a backpack and just go for a walk. So throw some special stuff in there. Um, mix it up with some eccentric and isomet works with some proper plyometric explosive stuff. Again, watch my series, Let's Beat This Better Home Workouts on YouTube. That's what the playlist is called. I believe I'm on part four right now. I've covered uh, the introduction, foundational movements, the principles, um, isometrics. That's what I've covered so far. This week coming up, I have eccentrics and concentrics. Uh, and I think I'll do my sprints 360 as well if I can get that done this week. So those will be the three next parts. So make sure you watch that. And watch it because you can use this for your regular stuff afterwards, right? For when you get back to the gym, you can use everything I've taught you because I've taught, I've created it so I'm giving you the knowledge. So when you go back to crossing, go back to your strength and conditioning gym, when you go back to whatever it is you're doing, you can have better workouts at the gym just like you can have better workouts at home. So proper thing, like I said, on, on adding some eccentrics. If you don't know what that is, you got to know isometrics. Uh, proper plyometric stuff like jump squats, broad jumps, skater hops, ball throws, plyometric push-ups, etc. Um, I add in 100% full effort sprints. I've done my today. I did some backwards running. I did my sprint 360 routine. 
I'll do hill sprints. Um, like I said, if you live in a condo or apartment, do some steps. Um, you remember how many calories? How many calories did I say you could burn earlier just through NEAT? Up to 100 calories an hour or even fidgeting 350 a day. Have at least one day of a really solid. Now, I'm, I'm, I actually think you should try training core more often than just one day a week. But one day a week, have a really solid core 360 program. But try to have really good quality core exercise every day. Um, there's actually so a, there's a little bit of interesting studies that actually show that you may even potentially be able to selectively burn fat in different areas having to do with the way the blood flows. And one of the you know theories behind why abs take so much longer to see is because the blood flow to the to the that area of the body doesn't work as well. Uh, it's just it's just made to not really go there as well as it is to the working muscles. So there's the theory out there that if you can increase the muscle activation, increases the blood flow, could potentially help you burn a little bit more fat in the ab area than if you ignore it. Also doing abs is going to help you thicken the abs. Thicker abs means you're going to be able to see them better, right? If you can create thicker abs with more separation, then you'll be able to see them even with a little bit higher body fat. So the most important thing is quality over quantity. I want you doing all these core exercises, these ab exercises, slow, controlled, focusing on, you know, really pushing up, squeezing, holding, and then coming back, right? So think quality over quantity. I don't want you to say, I'm going to hit 100 sit-ups. No, give me 20 amazing quality sit-ups, focusing on that real, you know, curling the abs and coming up, squeezing, holding, holding the breath, and then coming back slowly. I'd much rather see that. Um, I want you to do mobility or yoga every day, and I'm not talking about an hour, 10 minutes, okay? So let me just give you my morning today. So I woke up at uh, 5.15, got out of bed at 5.15, made a cup of coffee. From there, I actually watched a couple, um, just for a little bit of motivation this morning, I watched a couple, I followed along with a couple ab um, videos, and actually one was an ab workout, uh, and the other one was actually the, the science of abs, I just thought was kind of interesting. Um, so that's what I did, I did some abs, and followed that up with some mobility, because I noticed my hip was a little bit tight. I did some mobility work, and I worked on some frog poses, just some basic yoga stuff. Um, and then I moved on to going out for my walk and my run. So that was kind of basically how my morning worked this morning. I'd like to take a quick break to discuss infrared saunas. And by now you have no doubt heard about the tons of benefits of hitting the sauna at least a few times a week. From decreasing chronic stress, boosting muscle, increasing deep tissue and brain detoxification, improving sleep, relieving pain, and even helping you live longer, that is quite the list and that's not even all of the benefits. But did you know there are huge differences in the quality of infrared saunas? And these could literally mark the difference between making you healthier and making you sicker. Well, there are. And this is why I suggest investing in only the best infrared sauna money can buy. And these are Radiant Health Saunas, a trusted Canadian home sauna brand. Founder Randy Gom, who's been on this very podcast, has completed 
third-party comprehensive 100-point health tests on his saunas, covering everything from toxic chemicals and fumes to electronic radiations. He's made sure there's zero off-gassing, zero toxins, equal heat distribution, and uses only pure Canadian hemlock wood with the absolute lowest near-zero amounts of EMFs possible. Clean, even heat. No toxins. Nearly zero EMFs and with the one and two person models being able to be plugged right into your typical home wall outlet some easily small enough to fit into any studio condo apartment and only about 40 cents to run for an entire hour believe me I did a lot of research in choosing the best infrared saunas for my clients my family and myself and radiant health saunas was the clear winner bar none and is one of the best investments you can make into your long-term health check them out at www.radianthealthsaunas.com then get on the phone with them because they don't sell them online you got to get on the phone because you're going to have questions they're going to want to talk to you about which model is best for you this is not something you just go and buy and have to live this is not amazon okay so you got to get on the phone with them but make sure you tell them that roar alexander from the health by design podcast sent you why because you will save 500 dollars off any wooden model you heard me right $500 off any wooden model of their top quality infrared saunas. And now with that said, let's get back to the show. So for steps, I want you to try to get in at least 6,000 steps a day minimum. Okay, that's if you're exercising. Okay, so if you are exercising, I want you to get in 6,000 steps. Now, I don't want you to count the... and So this is what I do, okay? I make sure that I don't have my phone on me or I take off my um, tracker when I'm exercising because I don't want those steps to count. So I don't want you to look at your watch at the end of the day and say, oh, okay, well, I did 6,000, but that included your, you know, your half an hour workout. I want it to be 6,000 on top of your half an hour workout. If you're not doing a workout, I want that number to say like nine to 10,000. Okay, so that's the deal we're going to make. So that's what I want you to do. And then again, that's what I did. I took a nice long walk to, like I said, do some sprints. So that's kind of how it works. So let's recap really quickly. Uh, three days a week, full of uh, three days a week resistance training. Upper body push, lower body, upper body pull, going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Making sure that one lower body day is a squat day, one lower body day is a hinge day. Uh, sprints at least one day a week using my Sprints 360 routine, so watch for that on my playlist. Mobility or yoga, uh, find a yoga channel on the internet, YouTube, and just start watching some, even just 10 minutes, just doing some morning mobility routines is great. Uh, and walking every single day. Oh, and like I said, like a, a really solid core workout at least once a week. But I do want to see you doing a little bit of really, really short, like just 10 minutes, but a really good quality core um, every single day if you can. Number three, sleep. I'm not going to get a ton into this because I've been doing so many Instagrams and stuff on that lately, but you do need to prioritize your sleep. Uh, I talk about the three big sleep issues, which is the um, uh, physiological, the psychological, and the um, environmental, sorry. And really, for now, uh, I, to make this really easy, because the physiological, uh, that could get right down to the, your your anatomy and the way that you're built. So that could even be medical interventions, even operations. Psychological, you could go into that a lot because it really is important. Um, 
talked about that in other stuff. I probably will talk about that more. I am going to do a, a YouTube series on sleeping and I'm going to talk more about the psychological aspects of sleep and how we can start fixing that because that's a big problem right now. Um, but the ones I want you to focus on right now is the environmental. Let's just make it the easy way for now. So lighting, you know, food, exercise, um, and any anxiety stimulation. So lights, really keep those lights dim. Uh, understand blue and green spectrums. Understand the lights coming from LEDs and start cutting those down after 7 or 8 p.m. It's very simple. Get some blue blocking glasses. Order them on Amazon. They're still delivered. Um, food. Try not to eat three hours before bed and do not do any sort of caffeine after one or two o'clock. Even earlier, I don't do caffeine after 11 a.m. nowadays because uh, I do want to. Like, I like to make sure now I'm going to bed by about 8 45, 9 o'clock because I'm trying to get up for 4 45. That's my goal. Do not do any hard, intense exercise two to three hours before bed. Light exercise like uh, my wife's Sahina yoga practice, excellent restorative yoga, taking a walk. Um, doing some progressive muscle relaxation stuff, uh, which is actually she does that in her Hina yoga. It's actually really interesting. But try to avoid that, you know, intense exercise that raises the adrenaline, raises the cortisol a couple hours before bed, right? Those are the uh, those are anti-melatonin. And why is sleep so important? Well, I'm just going to make this long story really short. There's been a lot of talk about melatonin sleep and COVID. And the long story short is this from the researchers. There is significant data showing that melatonin limits virus-related diseases and would also likely be beneficial in COVID-19 patients. Uh, foods to boost melatonin include pistachios, walnuts, tart cherry, yo uh, goji berries, oats, dark chocolate, banana. Again, not three hours before bed. And for sleep supplements, I use melatonin, ZMA, or magnesium. You can look into some lavender or things like chamomile, valerian, glycine powder, which is also the amino acid, a main amino acid and collagen powder may help by assisting in lowering body temperature. Uh, in research, participants in the glycine group reported feeling less fatigued the next day. They also said their liveliness, peppiness, and clear-headedness were higher the next morning. And other studies have shown that people fall asleep faster with a higher glycine intake. So again, good uh, thoughts to maybe lean a little more toward some collagen protein a couple times a day. So that's, you know, that's, I'm just going to wrap that up on sleep really quick because I've done so much talking on sleep. Um, again, if, you, if a lot of the stuff might sound new to you, go check out my Instagram uh, for sure because I do a lot of stuff on sleep there. Number four is stress. And as I mentioned, this is another leading cause of sleep issues too. But just understand this. I'm going to throw a few, a few things. There are things that you control and things you cannot control. You cannot control losing your job unless, of course, you're, you know, you, you screw that up yourself. Um... So there are things that you control and things that you cannot control. For instance, you can't control losing your job, unless, of course, you suck at your job and that's why you lost it. Um, but, you know, when it comes to this COVID thing, if your job lays you off, it lays you out, there's nothing you can do that is not in your control. You can control cutting your budget, right? You can control to a point some of the money that goes out because now is the time to sit down and realize maybe all the frivolous things you're spending money on. Are you ordering food all the time? Learn to cook, right? Eating in is so much cheaper than eating out. But, you know, you cannot control everything. So you really have to understand, like, what are the things that I can control? What are the things I cannot control? But what you can do is number two is you can control your reactions to any event, right? So you can control the way you react 
to any single event. So even events that you do not control, you can react to them. So, you know, I guess it comes down to a really simple thing once where I was in Van, I was in Bangkok where I used to live there. And one day it was just so hot. It was just so hot and I was sweating. And I was like, my God, it is so freaking hot. This sucks. But then I stopped myself and I said, you know what? I am in Bangkok. I'm in Thailand. Back home, it's cold. It's rainy. It's shitty. Here I am in Thailand. I have a nice house. It's a sunny day in, in Vancouver. I would kill for a day like today. And right there, I'd sweat that so fast. It just switched the way I was thinking about it. And I just changed my mood around right there. I was thinking it can happen that fast. So control your reactions to any events. Number three is you can control what you see and think about, right? Are you watching COVID news 24-7 a day? Are you listening to COVID podcasts, watching COVID YouTube, watching the COVID news from every corner of the world on YouTube? Why you do it? Just stop it. Yes, you need to be informed. So from what I understand, I know how many cases BC has. Uh, I also know that they're thinking about reopening some businesses by May the 15th. But that's it. I, I watch other things. There's so many more things. I watch it. I go, okay, I get I get it wrapped up in about 10 minutes, see what's going on. Has there any been new, new has there been any news on any supplements for us? Has there been any news on um, you know, any recent outbreaks? Have there been any changes to, you know, that's gonna affect me today? Is the storage gonna be closed up? Are the thing more things gonna be open? So that's what I watch for. I just watch to see, okay, how's this gonna affect me, you know, today or this week? because uh, you know, every day with this it is changing a little bit. So I like to be on top of it. But that's it. So like I said, I watch the local morning news to see what updates there are. Uh, like I said, mostly in business closures, government policies, a little bit of the financial aid, stuff like that. So how then can you start to release some of this stress? You know, you need to have some tactics. Number one is just take a walk in your neighborhood. I do a morning walk in the sun each and every day. If it's not sunny like today, I take a walk in the clouds. Yesterday, I took a walk in an umbrella in the rain. I just take a walk every day. We try to, on all the nicest days, we eat breakfast on our patio. Go on my Instagram, my Facebook, you'll see some of the delicious you know, meals my wife's making. But if I didn't have a wife, just by myself, I would still have my coffee on the patio, you know, just on my deck. If I got a balcony, I would just be out there having my coffee. I'm so shocked. How many people around here, I walk past them and I never see anybody. They got these big balconies, these big, you know, balconies, these patios, these porches overlooking the mountains and nobody sits on them. You know, we try to sit in the sun on every sunny day. Um, I don't know what this is. It says we have some insect. I got an India in the backyard. I have no, oh, in, <laughs> I, I know what that means now. Uh, sometimes on sunny days for fun, we, I got these incense, not insect. Gotta love spell fix. I have some incense sticks that I got in India and we light those in the backyard. These vanilla incense sticks, you know, we tried it. We'll sit back there. Last week we did a little bit of meditation in the back. Uh, I figure, Hey, if the neighbors can sit around there smoking pot, oh, let me turn that off. Then I can have a vanilla or sandalwood incense. So, you know, you can learn some meditations. There are so many kinds of meditations out there. For people that just think, you know, meditations is one kind. No, there's so many kinds and so many tools. Breath focused, visualization, guided, mantra, focus vision like mandalas, walking, qigong, tai chi, yoga. 
so many different kinds. Um, you know, for sleep in general, I do my wife's, like I said, unique style of yoga called the Hina Yoga, um, which is a very cool uh, version of it and that has a, basically it has a daytime version and nighttime version uh, and it's all her whole practice is based on the Ayurvedic clock um, then morning one is a Hina Orja the nighttime one is a Hina Aramkana uh, which in uh, I guess in Hindi means relaxation or serenity um, really fun it uses a special blend of Thai yoga called the Rusidatan Indian yoga some aromatherapy which is all stress re release stuff you know so it uses a lot of modern health sciences it follows these particular patterns of movements, not the same movements, not like, a, a, um, what is it, Bikram, where you're doing the same movements, but it follows a specific pattern of movements uh, and ends with a different kind of the evening one, at least ends with what's called an active savasana, which uses some progressive muscle relaxation techniques. So lots of different sort of meditations or breathing practices or movement practices out there that you can do because movement really is the number one way to bring down uh, anxiety, uh, especially that low-level movement, the stuff that we're talking about, just taking the walks, doing a little bit of yoga, big differences. Cut down on caffeine, right? Cut down on caffeine. It's so easy. Have your morning coffee and that's it. Don't have caffeine past 10 or 11 a.m. Do not do intense exercise, particularly if you're a type A cortisol-driven or adrenaline-based person. For the next little while, just for now, embrace the yin side of exercises. Like I said, walks, light jogs, Pilates, yoga. If you are going to do those intense exercises, because that's what you need to do, boxing, whatever, then get it done in the morning or the early afternoon. But in the evening, get some yin. I want you guys to think of this. After four is the yin time of the day. Before four is maybe the yang time of day, okay? For those of you who don't know what yin is, yin is the active side. Sorry, yang is the active side. Yin is the... Um, calmer side, you know, yang's the masculine side, yin's the feminine side, however you want to think about it, the white side, the dark side, I don't care how you think about it, but keep your high intensity exercise stuff, you know, your focus, your productivity, your go, go, go before four, do the opposite after four. And getting back to the food, enjoy some comfort foods, it's okay, but just make sure your calories are in check. So, if in the morning you normally have some eggs, a couple of eggs, a bacon, maybe a little bit of toast, you know, maybe cut out the toast for then, but you can have a hot chocolate later on in the day, right? So just make sure once your calories are in check, figure out where can you sneak in those comfort foods that you enjoy without going over on your calories. So those are your big four, right? Those are your big four. Now I'm going to give you a fifth. This is my bonus one, okay? Um, and this one... The first four are the ones I really want you to handle. Okay, if, if you had, if you put a gun up to my hand and said, G you know, give me the four, that would be it. But the fifth one, which I think is fifth down the line, and this is what most people don't talk about. This is where, you know, if you talk to personal trainers, they start and end with exercise, right? You talk to nutritionists, they kind of start and end with nutrition. Um, and yeah, those are important for sure, like I said. But you know, nutrition number one exercise and mindful movement number two sleep number three stress number four what can number five be can anybody tell me well that's starting to reduce your toxic load there are so much research showing us that many of these simple everyday supposedly non-toxic substances in our home are harming us the cleansers the air freshers the perfumes the body sprays the soaps the bath bombs the spa supplies 
people think, you know, they put toxic load in that neat non-exercise activity thermogenesis in the same category, things that don't matter, but they so do. You know, these toxins can affect gut biome, hormone dysregulation, including excess estrogen, skin issues, breathing issues, weight management issues, metabolic issues, reproductive issues, IQ in newborns, increasing the, increasing the disease risks of cognitive diseases and even cancers. Uh, here's kind of an interesting one, uh, which I'm not going to go into detail, but basically article common household cleaning products could be making children overweight by altering the gut bacteria. Canadian study published in the Canadian Medical Association Journal analyzed the gut flora of 757 infants and they compared them to homes that use household disinfectants, detergents and eco-friendly products. Um, we found that infants living in households with disinfectants being used at least weekly were twice as lucky to have a higher risk levels of the gut uh, gut microbes. And I have no idea how to pronounce this. Lacnospirici at ages three to four months, says Professor Anita K, author of the study. Uh, she adds this, that this means that when children are three years old, their body mass index was higher than children not exposed to heavy home use of disinfectants as a child. Now, she does note this, that the use of eco-friendly products may be linked to healthier overall, being healthier overall, which is reflected in the gut bio microbes rather than causing it. So in other words, houses that use green cleaners or healthy cleaners are probably healthier overall, but there's been a lot of studies sensors and other studies, including the John Hopkins Bloomberg School of Public Health, that have basically stated that antibacterial cleaning products have the capacity to change the environmental microbiome and alter the risk for childhood obesity. One study provides novel information regarding the impact of these weight products on infant gut microbial composition and outcomes in the weight of weight in the same population. In a rel related commentary, independent scientists have provided perspectives on the study's findings. There is a biological plausibility to the findings that early life exposure to disinfectants may increase the risk of childhood obesity through the alterations of the bacteria within that family that I talked about a minute ago. So, you know, if you want to learn more about this and how these things affect you, I'm going to give you a whole ton of podcast episodes. Go listen to episode 57, My Functional Feng Shui, episode 49 with Dr. Eric Zielinski, episode 46, Dr. Rob Brown, episode 43, um, Wellness Architect Kate Hamlet, episode 33, Dr. Anthony G.J., episode 31, Maria Ibrahim, episode 18 with me, episode 16 with me. And then just this week, I released an interview with Dr. Leonardo Trasande, author of the book Sicker, Fatter, are poor so many things we can do to start bringing down a lot of these use cleaners are so useless so i'm going to tell you what i use right i use dr bronner's for soap shampoo shaving i use pure epsom salts none of these fake scented ones don't go get these ones that like you'll see at the grocery stores or the drug stores the lavender and you, it's all perfume it's no point in taking healthy baths if you're just going to fill it up with shitty chemicals i use essential oils okay Make sure you Google them first, though, because some of them, you know, they can be dangerous. Some essential oils can be dangerous. I'm not they, they can be. So make sure you research them before you start having bass on those, too. Uh, like I said, we'll use incense, but only outside, and we've only done it twice ever. Incense, you do not want to do that in a house. People go crazy with that. You'll see them in the health food stores. I'm like, those things have been studies have been shown to be just as bad as smoking. So, you know, even in Asian India, they're used in temples with big windows and no roofs usually. They're used outside a lot or things with a lot of, you know, a lot less than stellar, you know, air, um, 
uh, you know, the houses, these places are not sealed. There's a lot of windows. There's big drafts for cleaning. Like I said, Dr. Bronner's vinegar and hydrogen peroxide. Uh, by the way, a big shout out to Allen's double strength cleaning vinegar. No, I don't have anything to do with them. I actually just realized I had that the other day. It's, wow, that stuff is strong. Betty's laundry soap, right? Uh, I use a crystal deodorant uh, for moisturizer, shea butter. Get a simple water filter for air cleaners. Open the windows. Get some air cleaning plants. And hang bedding and clothes in the sun. UV light kills bacteria and viruses. So it's so much better than perfume-filled dryer sheets. Go to my website right now. Download um, my book, Funk, Discover Functional Feng Shui at RoarAlexander.com. So... Lots of things you can do to start cleaning up your home, right? To create what I call, you know, a clean home, green home, and dream home. So that is it. That wraps it up. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Health by Design podcast. Of course, you can always go to my website, like I said before, www.roaralexander.com slash free call. There you can set up a free call with me to talk about helping you on your health and fitness journey. Now, I have some great programs on there too. I have my new Men's Muscle and Mind program, Created Men, over 40, but I even say over 30. So if you're over 30, you're out of shape, you're in your 40s, your 50s, guys, definitely check out that program. If your goal is to, you know, get a, you know, start getting leaner, start getting healthier, you know, and you want to get on that program, this for men only, get on that. Women, we got the Women's Turn Back Time where I worked with a holistic nutritionist to create a really amazing program that's not just there to get you leaner but it's there to make you feel and look younger so great program we're getting some really fun stuff when it comes to nutrition there the exercise the movements you're going to be doing stress relief so that's women's turn back time program and of course uh, if neither one of those appeal to you maybe you want to go even more in depth then you can always you know talk to me about my integrative health coaching my stronger longer better health coaching but whatever you want to do so saying that, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Please share it if you did. And if you're one of those douchebags running around hitting your kids or hitting women because you're stuck in your house, you are a fucking sissy. And anyways, until next time, everybody else except those hitting people, live stronger, longer, and of course, as always, better. This has been the Health by Design podcast with Canada's leading healthy living expert and wellness architect, Roar Alexander. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe to Health by Design through your favorite podcast provider. And then don't forget to join me at www.roaralexander.com to stay up to date with my latest blogs, speaking events, and exclusive interviews with guests from all around the world. While you're there, be sure to check out my coaching options to help you on your own personal health journey, set up your free call, and together, let's see how I can help you starting today. And until next time, remember... I'm here to help you live stronger, longer, and as always, better.